Jean Gear's final tribute to her husband nearly cost her life. The day she turned 71, the recent widow decided she was ready to move on from grief and heartbreak. She'd spent months mourning the death of her husband, Jack, who died the previous December from a massive heart attack. But now, on this bright Monday morning in mid-July of 2017, she was spending her birthday on the road, headed deep into Washington State's Olympic National Park to carry out one last task. It was going to be a quick trip to a place she knew well, Obstruction Point, one of Jack's favorite places in the whole world. There, as she'd promised, she'd scatter his ashes among the pine trees and summer flowers he loved. Olympic National Park is a recreational area beloved by local residents and tourists from around the globe. Its lower trails are dotted with camping spots and facilities, but deeper into the park, the terrain gets rougher and wilder. Obstruction Point boasts the highest trail in the park, but no water sources. And park officials warn that in spring and early summer, visitors may need map and compass skills to safely navigate the trail. On this day, though, Jean didn't expect to need any of those things. She simply parked her car on the shoulder of Obstruction Point Road and walked into the woods with just one mission in mind, to scatter Jack's ashes and head home to Port Angeles. So she took along only her husband's urn, her car keys, and cell phone, and her six-year-old chihuahua, Yoda. Finding the right place, she'd scattered the ashes as she'd planned, but as she turned to leave, a rush of emotions flooded her mind. She needed to get out of there, so she started walking. But before long, she realized that in her confusion, she'd completely lost her bearings. She had no idea where the main trail was. Jean climbed a small hill, hoping to catch sight of the main road down below, but she traveled too far in the wrong direction. All I could see was trees, she later told the Seattle Times. I couldn't find anything to orient myself with. She also lost her husband's urn. As she scattered up the hill, it slipped from her grip and went tumbling into the underbrush. By this time, the sun was setting and she had to face the fact that she was completely lost. She and Jack had done a lot of hiking in their 34 years together, but that had been on trails with clearly marked signs, not in total wilderness like this. What's more, her cell phone had no signal here. And thinking she wouldn't be gone long, she hadn't brought any water or food, and no one knew where she was. But Jean was tough, and she had no intention of giving into fear. The tomboy daughter of Chinese immigrants, she'd grown up poor and been bullied a lot as a child. I was brought up to take care of myself, she said. And even though she'd never been a wilderness explorer, Jean had done a lot of reading on survival skills. From those books, she knew what she had to do, find water and shelter, try to avoid injury, and make herself visible so she could be rescued. She also knew it was vital to stay positive and believe she and Yoda could make it home. As night fell, she found a log to sleep under, curling up with Yoda to stay warm as temperatures dropped into the low 40s. The next day, and the next, she kept walking, looking for signs of a road. By the third day, she came upon a little creek, one of many in the park running full with spring snowmelt. That would be a good place to build a shelter and wait for rescue, she thought. Using tree branches, moss, and bark, Jean fashioned a shelter under a couple of fallen logs 
that kept her and Yoda safe and relatively warm at night. During the day, they made several trips to the creek for water, but they desperately needed food, and that called for some ingenuity and imagination. The little chihuahua quickly learned to eat the flies that gathered around at night, and he had dug grubs from under the logs. Gene collected currants from nearby bushes and even nibbled pine needles. One day an ant bit her, so she ate that too. While Gene was searching for a way out, friends and loved ones were beginning to worry. A friend in Hawaii had tried to call her several times with no response. Worried, this friend contacted Gene's brother in Seattle. When he failed to reach her, he asked police to check on her home in Port Angeles. By Wednesday, the third day after Jean took her husband's ashes to the park, she was officially listed as missing, and local law enforcement was enlisted in the search for her. Finally, on Sunday, a park ranger reported seeing Jean's car parked on the shoulder of the Obstruction Point Road. That news triggered an aerial search of the point and surrounding areas. Back at the little shelter by the creek, Jean heard the helicopter circling low overhead. She ran out to a sunny spot and climbed on a log, waving her arms desperately. When the search and rescue crew appeared, they told her they'd spotted the urn she dropped the first day, an essential clue that revealed where to focus the search. The terrain around Jean's little shelter was too rough for hiking out, so the search and rescue team called for a Coast Guard helicopter, which could lower a basket into the narrow valley below and lift Jean and her dog to safety. Aside from dehydration, a few minor abrasions, and plenty of insect bites, she was fine and ready to head into the next chapter of her life. As the survivalist and author Cody London said, Maintain a calm, positive attitude and be prepared to signal rescuers at all times. <laughs>